is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Welcome to the Decibel Geek Podcast, a very serious weekly podcast about hard rock and classic metal music. I am your host, Aaron Camaro, also a host, the hated Chris Sinzak. How are you today, Aaron? I am okay. Good. I think... There will be no shenanigans. No shenanigans. This week's episode. No, sir. No pranks. No jokes. No jokes. Nothing for anyone with a sense of humor. No, we don't. We don't do that anymore. We wanted it. Here it is. We've learned our lesson, and we've also changed our format. Welcome to the Barry Manilow Hour. Oh fuck that! <laughs> uh, just kidding. It's us, your boys, the Decibel Geek Podcast. Aaron Camaro, Chris Sinzak, and we have are gonna have some fun today. We had some fun last week. Yeah. Yeah, it was. a lot of fun last week. And, oh, it's been so fun reading all your responses. That was something else, man. But I guess the people that hated it, we don't have to worry about them hearing this because they unsubscribed. Oh, so we can just continue doing what we want. Yeah. That's good because when we're funny, we usually don't try. And so it just turns out that way. And when you're being funny, it just pisses everybody off. Yeah, apparently so. No, honestly, the majority of you that listened to it, and, and even to some of you that were upset at first, <laughs> you eventually kind of got it and under, understood the whole point of what we were doing. It was good. It was. I think it turned out pretty good. It was, it was probably the best prank that I've ever been a victim of. And I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that I wasn't alone. Yeah. Well, it was probably one of the best pranks I've ever come up with. It was genius. I'll give you that. Hook, line, and sinker. I know I wasn't alone. Yeah. So I want to, let me, here's the one little mea culpa. That's a big, couple big words like gymnasium. That I, I don't wanna even s- know what that means. Well, it's like, here, like here's my, my explanation, my humble explanation of okay. what happened. Because the VIPs got all the in Yeah, I gave them all the inside dirt. So let's, let's get this out of the way. But, it, all right, basically. Ex- explain yourself, Sinzak. This, this is really simple about why where we're, where we were coming from yes the yes it wasn't it was a joke and it was a joke on you the listener and it was not a joke on vinnie vincent because we love vinnie vincent right we also love you too sure but the point of an april fool's joke is to have a lot of hype a lot of build-up a lot of excitement a lot of anticipation only to be let down because you got fooled Right. Yes. So, and the best ones are always, you know, you can always fool somebody on that day. Yeah. But a great prank, a truly great prank, definitely has some build to it. Build up to it. That's a great one. And, but I kept getting a lot of upset people going, "You built this up, and you wasted so much time, and you got me all excited." And I'm like, "Yeah, April Fools." April. That's a. It's a prank. It's supposed to do that. Tell me about it. Yeah. But uh. But no, I mean it was it was it come from came from a good place though because the angle I took on this we could we could have done I could have done a let's goof on Vinnie Vincent thing and play up all the rumors and innuendo and stuff that's been said about him. But over that the years. wouldn't have fooled anyone. It wouldn't have fooled anyone. And B, I don't want to 
I'm not that type. Of, I'm not right. the type of podcaster. That's not what we're about. You can go to other shows to hear people hear, hear them slag Vinny. All right, and here's here's a little insight that the VIPs got that I think it's important for everybody to know. Right. Not only did Mr. Chris Sinzak write the questions that he asked <laughs> Vinny, yeah, or our buddy Ian, Ian. <laughs> he also wrote the answers. So Ian was, I mean, Chris was the mastermind of all this. Ian was the idea man, but he, Ian yeah. had the skills, man. It, it, he pulled it off. It was Ian's idea, and I got to give Ian a lot of credit for sounding incredibly convincing. Really convincing. As Vinny, because he was reading the script, and he, and he pulled it off really well. So Chris asked the questions that he would ask yes. if he were interviewing Vinny Vincent. And I wrote the answers I wanted to get. And wrote the answers, <laughs> you know, that made it so even if you didn't, even if you thought, even if you you were like me and thought, what the hell is going on with the voice thing? Yeah. When the answers start rolling across, it's like, whoa, this well, is maybe this has got to be yeah. legit. So, and a number of people did fall for it, and they they came back and told me that, like, oh, initially I thought it was horse shit, and then you guys reeled me in because it stayed serious, right? And then at the end, it was, oh my god. So it was, uh, it was, it was a great April Fool's prank. It was our first April Fool's prank, and it will definitely It'll be, our, be last. our last one. <laughs> So I hope if, so. If you're still on board with the show, thank you for for getting through that week. It's our one week of silliness, although there's normal silliness. Um, but unless we, unless we you guys time. unless you guys want to hit me up on a private message and help me get revenge. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get. I'll tell you. Hey man, next April I did it. I actually got Vinnie Vincent, and you're gonna be like, Yeah, right. And I'll be like, No, it's really him. And then it'll turn out to be Tommy Thayer. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Oh man. Oh well, I'm glad everybody that's still with us this week is still with us because because yes, we're back to, and we we got a good show. That, I think we have a we're good a little show nervous, um, but yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun this week. So what we got going on? Of course, I want to let you know that the music you're going to hear throughout this episode is all bands that are featured in the upcoming movie Here I Go Again. Have you guys heard about this yet? I've been, you know, we well, we interviewed one of the filmmakers briefly in an episode a couple of years ago. Right. It was being crowdfunded, and it's been a long saga into getting this thing made. But in a nutshell, it's a documentary about guys that were in a hair, like a hair metal band in high school. Mm-hmm. Didn't go anywhere, like a lot of those. But then, you know, most of us leave it at that, and we're like, oh, it was, it was a fun, some fun years. Well, these guys, 20-some-odd years later, decide, let's get the band back together and make a movie about it. But there's all kinds of complications and twists right. and turns, and but they got the movie made, and it's really entertaining, and there's a it's crap really ton of interviews with so many artists that we feature and we love on this show. Yeah, it's it really is something special, because these guys, they, they decide to, you know, re-pick up their dream again, mm-hmm. you know, and go for the gusto, man, and they, they really do. That. They really, really go for it, and it's just an amazing adventure and to watch it really takes you into the story and I think a lot of rock and rollers a lot of fans of this show could probably really relate to what Steve and Kyle go through through this and like you say so many awesome artists that we love around here give their support and their advice Mm -hmm. and their help to these guys yeah. to try to get them to help them to get to where they want to be. Yeah, it's it, there's a lot of heart to the story. It's it's a great story, and it's not just if you like the music. There's a, it's a good human element to the story. Right. And um, the reason we're doing a whole episode on it is also we're excited because they're coming in next week on the 13th, April 13th, 2016. If you're hearing this way off in the future, they're coming in here next week for it, and we want to help promote it because yeah. if you're anywhere near Middle Tennessee. Uh, we're going to be there and Kyle from the film is going to be there and a lot uh, probably a number of rock and roll guys from 
this area that are in the movie are going to be there. It's going to sure. be a really good time. It's at the Franklin Theater in uh, Franklin, Tennessee. And, of course, we'll mention this throughout the interview and also in the show notes. There will be no shortage of how you can find out how to go to this screening. And also, if you're not local, they do screenings all over the country. And even if you're not national and you're even outside, there's DVD, there's rental mm-hmm. on digital we really, really believe in this movie. It's freaking awesome. It really is. And we want you to uh, to check it out because I think these guys deserve to have a success out of everything they've been through making mm. this film. So uh, Steve McClure, one of the filmmakers and one of the guys in the band, was nice enough to come on this week and talk to us. And we're going to get to that in a minute, but we got a little, little bit of business to get out of the way. Yeah, because I got some good news, man. What? We haven't lost all our friends. Not yet. Not yet. Not all of them. You know how There's I know time, that? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> give it time, Chris. Next week, Mark St. John's coming on the show. You'll alienate everyone. Just right. give it time. <laughs> no, I know we still got friends out there. You know how I know? Because we've got an iTunes review, and Yay. it's five stars. Oh, yeah. It's entitled, Thank Goodness for This Resource. Killing some time while transitioning from one city to another, I stumbled across this show by accident. I'm glad I did. I searched Hard Rock in iTunes, and a breakdown of Warren's Dog Eat Dog with producer Michael Wagner popped up. Being a huge fan of that perfect record, I downloaded it to give it a shot. Wagner offered great insight and nuggets that I had never known. The two hosts asked great questions, and they played most of an album I haven't heard in years. I went back and started picking off things that interested me. What I found was nothing less than brilliant. I had about 2,800 CDs at the time. Having been reintroduced to things I'd never heard before or in years, I went straight to the web and started buying music as if I had all the money in the world. And I don't have all the money in the world. But I don't care as I have about 100 more CDs as a direct result of this show. Wow. Nice. So he bought all the Yes albums. (laughs) (laughs) He goes on to say, who needs food? Music feeds my soul. These guys conduct great interviews and have been a great resource for hearing old forgotten classics. Just as important is they've introduced me to a lot of great new music. It's a great blend of Memory Lane and Discovery Street. Oh, I like that. I like that, too. Keep it up, guys. You have a new subscriber, and I will click through before purchasing anything on Amazon from now on. And that comes to us from John, and Thanks, it's five man. stars, and I like it a lot. Holy mackerel, that's awesome. Heck, yeah, man. Stick around. No more April Fool's jokes and more rock and roll coming your way. Yeah, Absolutely. Heck yeah, that's awesome. That's the way you do it. You guys want to help us out? It really does make a huge difference. You leave us the re- the uh, <laughs> leave us the reviews on iTunes, and other people will see that and say, "Hey, this is my kind of show. I want to check it out too." And then they're invited to the party. The more, the merrier. That's right. We've got friends to replace. <laughs> we do, and I'll get to one of them here in a second. All right, so we got to do Geeks of the Week. And, see, uh, we still do have friends. we got a bunch of yeah, them. Yeah, we had some people that actually shared and retweeted last week's The Interview with two Vs. Genius. And um, these people were brave enough to send it out to other people, so these guys are in my uh, rarefied air, except for one of them. I'll get to that in a minute. Geeks of the Week this week are Rich Canamar, Todd Cunningham, Andrew Jacobs, Trapper Kane. Ian Wadley shared it. Oh, nice. Vinny Vincent shared the link. That's cool. Martin Wenham, Lars Oyvind Heldon, Otto Erlen Gregerson, Daniel Jackson, who initially shared it and said, this should be very interesting, and then later went back and put, edit, these fuckheads are full of shit. Don't listen to this. <laughs> 
Jeez, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Daniel. At least you shared it the first time. Uh, Mikhail Burrell, Kevin Williams, Kenneth Roy, Brent Walter, John Phillips, Aaron Baker, Stan Jackson, Rockin' Ron Runyon. Great job on the YouTube vids, Ron. Yeah. Uh, Greg McGlone, Mark Alden Taylor, Cal Hens, Brad Kalmanson, Sean Cullen, Robin Bennett, Andy Parker, Craig Broderick, Baco, Russell Minthorn, Spencer Wetmore, Sean Rafferty, Joey Vancieri, Justin A. Six, Warren Money, Brent Cattell, Ernesto Aguiar, and Adam Cox. Very cool, man. We love it. Well, you ready to get right to it? Yeah, here's our talk with Steve McClure from Here I Go Again. Well, I mean, I just got done watching Here I Go Again, and it's a fantastic film. I love the concept behind it. I love the idea behind it. And it's jam-packed with some of my favorite rock musicians through the last 20, 30 years, and it's just an amazing story. And we've got Steve here with us, who's the man who was behind all of it, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. So where did the concept for all this, I mean, where does it really begin? I know you guys were rock and rollers when you were younger. You were in the band Tricks and in Tampa, Florida, right? Correct, yeah. And so then the, for the people that haven't seen it yet because it hasn't been released and it could be coming to your town, so keep your eyes open for it, you know, just kind of give us a little premise of what the movie's all about for the people that have no idea. Right. Well, uh, me and my buddy Kyle, uh, who I've known since the seventh grade, were actually in a hair metal band back in the 80s uh, in Florida. And, you know, we were just kids. We were 17, 18 years old, just trying to figure it out and, you know, uh, wearing the spandex and doing the big hair and, and all that good stuff. Um, so we never really tasted any success in that band at all. We were just pretty much like playing local skating rinks and things like that. That was kind of the thing to do when you were underage um, back in that time. And, uh, you know, we, we, we put this band together. We had a couple of original songs. We did a lot of cover songs and it just kind of, went away you know and there wasn't really any big fight or big breakup or anything like that we got along with all the guys really good in the band and it's just kind of like you know i think i ended up going to college and people got jobs and moved away and you know things just happen just as they normally do you know so you know flash forward you know 30 years later and you know you know me and kyle have stayed friends this whole time and we're like man it would be it would be a pretty cool idea if we tried to get that band together again and kind of like you know we hit kind of a point in our life like we'll call it call it like a midlife crisis or whatever you want to so instead of, instead of going out and buying sports cars you know we decided to go on this journey and try to kind of recreate that um, that magic that we called it you know from back then and see if we could pull it off you know so and, and then we decided to stick a camera on us and um, and, and shoot it and document it and uh, that's kind of where where it was bred yeah. and we also decided hey like let's even make it like more of a great kind of bucket list thing and go and try to find all of our like you know lo- um, both local and like national acts that we you know grew up at listening to and admiring and stuff so let's interview them and get their take on our idea and you know, and see what they think about it and, you know, have them give us advice along the way, whether it's about what the music industry is is like now, as opposed to when it was then, because we never really tasted any of that, you know? So, um, having them kind of guide us and, you know, everything from like the recording process to playing live shows and just kind of being mentors, um, for us along the way. So we got to hang out like with all these guys that we grew up listening to and, 
and getting to become good friends with them and, and have them, you know, shed their expertise on us and stuff. So it was, it was just like a really cool adventure that we were on for like the last five years because that's how long it took to uh, make this film. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely an adventure. And just having the, the veteran rock stars in there intermixed in, giving their opinions on different things, and some of it's hilarious. Oh, you know, oh, man, I laughed my ass off a couple of times during this movie. <laughs> good. You know, so it, the yeah. comedy's there. You know, you're going to get to see all your favorite rock heroes. I mean, the there's a massive list of people that have appeared on this yeah. with you, and it's it's pretty cool. It's not only do you get to feel like you're part of the adventure with you and Kyle, but you're also getting a lot of insight into the music industry from a rock and roll perspective. Yeah, yeah, and you know what these guys are going through now too, and you know, I mean, how they're kind of still surviving in the business. You got to hear a little bit of, of just you know really what it takes. And, um, you know, every one of them, I mean, it was universal across all of the interviews. Everyone says it's, it's tougher, tougher than hell to, to make it in the, in the music business today. I mean, it's, it's harder than it ever was, you know? Yeah, so, uh, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely an uphill battle and we kind of, you know, we knew that going in. <laughs> yeah. Let me, I was, you know, we, we've both recently seen the film and, um, I got to ask you this because, like, you know, it's uh, it's interesting viewing the way you guys get along, and you can tell you guys have known each other a long time. But, yeah. Um, you know, like it was, you two very different people, especially with uh, <laughs> with the way you got, you know, you, the, the whole scene with how you guys met and how you're like, I don't even remember it, and Kyle's <laughs> like, here's the exact date, and here's what you were wearing. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people tell us we're like an old married couple, you know, because we just bick, we just bicker like that all the time, and you know, I, we know how to push each other's buttons and stuff. And yeah. you know, by by this time, it's been you know since 1981 that we've known each other, so we kind of I think we we know each other pretty well. But it is kind of funny how how different I think those those like personalities came out, you know, throughout the film, and um, just because he's he's always kind of the you know, the, the real positive attitude, you know, it, it's really going to happen. And, you know, he's kind of the dreamer, the, the real, you know, optimist, you know, and I'm kind of more like the realist and like, just kind of like real, like level headed and stuff and not like going off. So it's, it's kind of, it's weird how they kind of, uh, those two dynamics play off each other. This sounds like a couple of people that we know, doesn't it, Eric? I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this, this show is basically our midlife crisis. Yeah, pretty much. I guess so. Yeah. Um, the, the, and the, but the, what I got to ask you this, though, because like Kyle, you know, was very rah rah about how this whole thing was going to go down. And then, like, obviously, things go, you know, things really go in the tank as far as the original band reunion happening. And, um, but like, I got to say, it, it was surprising to see you stay on board with this because with him, it seemed like it was a natural. This was like, he had all his hopes pinned on this, but you kind of seem like you said you're a realist. So I kept waiting for the part in the movie where you're just like, all right, I'm done. I'm bailing on this idea. I'm going back to reality. But you stuck on with that. I mean, it, it does it even surprise you that you stuck through the whole process? Well, yeah, a little bit, you know, but I made a commitment. Um, we both did. And it's like, we need to see this thing through, you know, no matter where it ends up. I mean, because it's it's funny, like you said, I mean, nothing turned out the way we thought it would. I mean, we kind of had a plan of like, hey, you know, we're going to go this route and this is what the film's going to be about. And it turned into something completely different that we never thought it would, which is which is cool in a way because, um, you know, it's real. You know, we just kind of just documented things as they happened. And there was just a lot of hurdles that we had to overcome that we really weren't expecting. So I think it kind of makes kind of an interesting 
um, journey and an interesting storyline as, as you kind of watch the film to kind of see what we went through because it, it, it wasn't easy. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. Um, right. That's for sure. You know, and you talk about yourself being the level headed one, but the realistic level headed one that quit his job for rock and roll. Right. <laughs> yeah yeah and that's very uncharacteristic of me too you know so yeah i mean like i said we were all in you know like you know quit the jobs you know max out the credit cards and like let's 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 kind of give and, and it really it's it's a bucket list thing it's kind of like a a what if thing it's about second chances it's kind of all those wrapped into one and it's really about like chasing your dreams so like we we said we were going to kind of go after this dream and you know and that's kind of what the film ended up being that's cool. That's how I felt watching it. I couldn't help but feel, man, I'm proud of these guys. Oh, Look yeah. at them go. Yeah, definitely. Good. Um, part of the, and you know, of course, obviously with the the original band, you know, you only you're allotted a certain amount of time that you can really fit that story in. But um, you know, you talked about how you guys did do a few originals, but you played a lot of covers. What what kind of covers were you guys playing back in those days? Yeah, um, you know, everything from the time. I mean, I think we were playing early Motley Crue, like right when they first came out, and, um, you know, Cinderella and a lot of the glam kind of stuff. But we were also, we, we also played a little bit heavier things um, as well. We played some Maiden and some Sabotage. And uh, so it was kind of, we, we looked a lot poofier and glamier than, than we were. We had a little bit of a harder sound um, than we looked like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and, and the, the you know, the original tunes from back then were, were pretty simplistic, you know, I mean, for, you know, for a 17 year old kid, um, back then to write, you know, we, you know, back then we just didn't have kind of the, the ability and the tools you have now. I mean, obviously not the recording tools that we had, um, and that you have available now, or even like just being able to learn and like go on YouTube and things like that and like pick up, like, here's how to play this riff and stuff. I mean, it was literally putting the needle on the turntable listening to listening to that song and then just trying to trying to figure it out so i mean it was it, it even that has changed so much you know yeah but there's a certain magic to that too though you know and even though you say the songs were simplistic and i get the gist through the film you're not especially proud of those songs but steve i'm here to tell you those songs are pretty damn good you know and you say 17 year olds <laughs> simplistic but hey that's what rock and roll is all about as, as kyle said they had potential yep a lot of potential yep exactly again the optimist you know I and mean, you know we we argue about that stuff all the time because i i didn't think they were that good he loved them you yeah. Know, they had them. So, yeah that's cool um yeah what did uh has jack joiner given his take on the movie <laughs> i don't i don't think jack joiner has seen it yet yeah but, probably um, not. yeah mm. We'll have we'll have to drop a copy by um, the old super skate building. Yeah, but I appreciated your dry humor with that line. We're talking about playing the skating rink, right? Oh, now it's Jack Joyner. Like, wonder if Jack Joyner <laughs> thinks of this. But um, yeah, we, well, we actually went back to the, the to the skating rink, um, which is now like a heating and air conditioning company, and um, we we talked to them and we went inside, and and um, I got to kind of like you know see where the old stage was and stuff and they still have like the wood skating rink floors that that were in there from the 80s and stuff so it was, it was kind of a it was a real cool like uh, walk down memory lane you know right. that is awesome that's cool um yeah and uh do you still use bruce dickinson as your alias <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was able to pull that off um like i a bunch of us um were all like metalheads in high school and i remember year, yearbook day 
they um, we all try to sneak in with um, a different rock name to get our name like that in the yearbook. So I mean, someone was Vince Neil, and someone was like you know Tommy Lee, and they, and all of my friends got caught. They 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 weren't actually used in the yearbook, but somehow mine got through, and I was able to beat Bruce Dickinson um, from Iron Maiden in in the Dunning High School yearbook. So that's that, that, the coolest high school of all time if they had all gotten through. Yeah, I'm sure your parents were <laughs> super proud. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, what what do your what do both of y'all's parents think of how this whole situation has gone? So the situation about the film now, or yeah. the situation? Yeah. About, oh yeah, um, yeah. They, my parents um, are. We have a, a another premiere tomorrow um, in our hometown of uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, and my parents are going to it, and they're excited about it. Stuff. So, cool. You know, throughout like even since I was a kid, they kind of just were really cool with letting me do my own thing and like really supported us. They, my parents went to that Super Skate show in 1985 when we had our first concert and stuff. Right so like, you know, they they were always really behind me and what I wanted to do. So that was that was cool. Right. It's just such a. It, I mean, the story's got so much heart to it because yeah. you know, there's a million stories of bands that tried to do something in high school and didn't go anywhere. Sure. I, I was in one of them. Absolutely. This is something that <laughs> so, just about any rock and roller, I think, can relate to yeah. because we all had bands at one time, and like you guys say in the film, life gets in the way, you know, and it's happened to so many people that with something like this, like I said, it's easy to relate to because we've all sort of lived it. Yeah. But, but, the, but, but we how, haven't gone and tried to put our bands yeah, back together how, like yeah, you guys yeah. did. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's I mean, that's cool that you say that, that you can relate to it. And, and I think a lot of people could. But, I mean, you know, we kind of posed the question of it's like, well, what would you sacrifice to kind of make that dream happen again? You know, how far would you go to really attempt to do it? And, you know, a lot of people aren't going to, you know, kind of take that chance. You know, I mean, who's who's going to quit their job? Who's going to sell their house? And. You know, um, like I said, we decided we were going all in with it. So we just, you know, we just went full steam ahead and, and kind of to, to attempt this, you know, whatever you want to call it. I'll, we'll call it a dumb idea, you know, um, because it, it was, I mean, it, and it wasn't easy just from our perspective because, you know, we're making a movie about ourselves and we're, sh we're shooting it ourselves. I mean, we were very low, low budget and just kind of like took a camera with us and had to record ourselves and things like that. I mean, it was just, you know, it was really kind of interesting to be on both sides of the camera for this process. Right. And, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're listed as director on this. So I'm guessing you kind of had final say over a lot of the editing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I edited pretty much the whole story together, um, and, and was kind of doing it as we as we went, you know. So um, the story was always kind of like being built as as it was happening, and um, and then we, I kind of turned it over to some of my uh, professional editor friends who actually put the polish on it and just kind of cleaned it up and made it better, you know, made right. it uh, film ready. That's true. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's just so it's cool to finally talk to you because. I've talked to Kyle really through this whole process, and and I did a little, just a little mini interview thing with Kyle. God, it must have been two years ago or something when the 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 fun the fun thing was going on to fund the movie. Yeah. And at that time, you guys were still trying to make the original band thing happen again. And yeah. And he told me at the time, he's like, "It doesn't look good." He's like, "We're, you know, 
you know, he's just like, I'm still trying to go forward with the movie, but like the band thing is falling. And at the time, he was really despondent. He was like, I bet. I don't think this is going to happen, but I appreciate you promoting it anyway. And so yeah. the fact that, that, that we're actually talking about a movie and we're going to see you here in town in a couple of weeks to, for the actual premiere, it's a, it's, I mean, my hat's off to you because you guys went through some serious shit making this thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't easy. I mean, it, it, it all comes down to money. You know, I mean, that that was the biggest challenge through the whole thing um, was was funding this thing and, and not just money for production to make the film happen. But like, I mean, trying to get the guys back from the band together, you know, like part of it was financial. Like, you know, they're not going to leave their job for weeks at a time to kind of come rehearse and, and play a show. So, like, if we really wanted them to do it, we had to find a, a way to, you know, pay them for their time, you know, and um we couldn't do that. I mean, we just didn't have the money to do that. So, I mean, you know, and thankfully we were able because, you know, stretching it out over like five years, the kind of um, the lump sum of what it cost kind of uh, is a little less painful to absorb since it's been, you know, stretched out over that amount of time. But I mean, you know, you know, we had some pretty bleak times financially too. And, and it just, you know, that's just kind of life, you know I mean? That, that kind of stuff happens. And, and thankfully we were able to overcome it, but yeah, it, it did get kind of bleak for, for a while there. Yeah. Cause there's not a lot of jobs that you can go to your boss and say, Hey man, listen, my buddies from high school, you know, they just called <laughs> me up and they want to put the band back together. So I'm going to need like two months off. But when, when we're done, you know, if it takes off, then I'm out of here. But if it don't, then I'm going to need to come back and start my job again. Most occupations aren't going to say, yeah, man, no problem. Rock on. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge risk to try and do that, too. You know, and, and like I said before, it's like, well, you know, what kind of lengths would you go to to, to you know, make this happen? And, and look, I mean... Let's be honest. The, the the guys from the old band. I mean, this wasn't their dream to oh, to, to do this. Right. And, you know, this was kind of our dream, and and we presented that idea, and we went. But the cool thing is, we went and found them. We hadn't seen any of them in in a quarter of a century, right? Yeah. So, um, throughout the filmmaking process, we got to go find them. We got to reconnect with them, hang out with them, and stuff. And they're all good guys. I mean, that's kind of why we enjoyed having each other in the band in the first place because we all, we all got along really well, and they're and they're great dudes. But you know, their their kind of passion isn't the same shared passion that me and Kyle have, you know, so it's just, you know, that's kind of where it ends up. Right, yeah, in the film, they all definitely, all three of those guys came off as really great dudes, but, you know, just their, their situations that they were in couldn't allow for something like that, and that's where life gets in the way sometimes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Kids and it was really and interesting that, and that they all, yeah, and, and they all had, very different situations that yeah. Yeah. that were standing in their way of doing something. So I thought that was kind of interesting to play out too. You know, I, we won't get into kind of like really the, the spoilers and stuff, but I mean, yeah. they all had very different reasons for, let's say, being hesitant about the the idea. Right? Is um well, it, it, what have you heard feedback from uh, Tony from X Y Z over his portrayal in the movie? <laughs> So Tony was at the screening in Denver, our very first time we, we showed it. And we invited him, and, we, you know, I, I saw him in the hallway beforehand. And I oh, said, he showed up. Just so, you know, just so you know, you know, we 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 documented what we went through with you. And he's just like, oh, okay, cool. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I was I was really worried about it, man, because, I again, I don't, you know, we, we didn't fabricate anything. We didn't twist anything. I mean, you know, like, it's, like I've been telling people, we just turn the camera on and what happened happened. And that's what I put in the film, you know? So 
uh, right when at the end where Kyle kind of goes on his tirade about it wasn't just about Tony, but that's kind of how the audience kind of heard it because he was really just you know fed up with all the whole process at that point, and everyone was booing Kyle at that point in the theater because <laughs> no Tony. Shit. Is, because cause Tony was sitting in the theater, you know, oh, and he's no. got a lot of friends there, too, you know. But yeah. he came up to us. He hugged Kyle after the film. He's like, great job, you know. So, um, you know, he he knew what he was getting himself into twice. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and now, Deep Thoughts with Tommy Lee. What color panties are you wearing? Nashville, Tennessee. Once again, we're jumping in the time machine, grabbing a ton of hairspray and bad attitude, and heading to the basement east on Monday, April 18th for Tyson Leslie's Rare Hair Volume 2. Rare Hair is a quarterly show that features some of Nashville's best touring and studio musicians performing nothing but 80s and early 90s hair metal. This time, we'll be featuring music from deeper cut bands like Blue Murder, Jet Boy, and Dirty Looks as well as the biggest hits from Lynch Mob, White Lion, and The Cult. Also, don't miss out on this very rare opportunity to catch the band Faster Pussycat, as they will be in Nashville performing a set of their own before the jam begins. Basement East, Monday, April 18th, $10 in advance and $12 at the door. Showtime at 8 p.m. sharp. Presented by Tyson Leslie and TH Presents. All right, Decibel Geek coming back at you with more music from the soundtrack to Hair I Go Again. It features a ton of well-known and lesser-known bands from our favorite era of music. You know what we're talking Absolutely. about. The hair metal era. You know, every single week we tell you guys the different ways you can help us out. We ask you, we beg you, you plead and and cry, and you left us iTunes reviews, and and you you go to the Facebook page and you like it and you comment and you get in on the and call well, us full of shit, call us assholes yeah. and jerks, and that's okay as long as you're talking to us, we're all right with that. But, you know, there's a lot of great ways. You know, we talk about Rock and Ron Runyon. He's got the YouTube page just cranking them out, man. Yeah. Fantastic. Decibel Geek TV. Check it and out. still there's... a lot of good stuff from the Monsters of Rock Cruise. We yeah. Posted. Also, with That's photos on the website, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All kinds of cool stuff. You know, check out DecibelGeek.com. What are you going to find there? Well, you're going to find a place where you can read all kinds of amazing articles from world-class rock journalists. Because we got a whole team of them working with us trying to bring you the rock and roll. You love stories about your favorite bands you want to find out about you know new bands coming out that you may not have heard of want to get the uh, inside scoop on maybe a new album coming out you almost everything these days pretty much everything so if you've got a band that you know is coming out with a new album about a week or so before it actually drops check decibelgeek.com because odds are there's going to be a pretty Mm -hmm. stellar review of it that's going to give you some insight into your upcoming purchase it's a beautiful thing also Right there at decibelgeek.com is a very important banner. It's our Amazon banner. 
the way it works is this you click on that banner and it takes you to Amazon you do all your shopping as you normally would you can buy whatever you want it doesn't have to be anything in particular just any kind of shopping you're doing now by doing that through our link once you're done and you pay for the items that you purchased Amazon takes a piece of their action and kicks it on over to us which is great because we need the help and Amazon is cool enough to do it and as long as you guys are shopping through our link it doesn't cost you a penny more, no hidden charges, no hidden fees, nothing to worry about there. Everything's covered. All you got to do is do your normal shopping and you're helping the Decibel Geek podcast. And the really cool thing about that is every week, Amazon sends us a list of the things that were purchased through our link. So we can check in and see the kind of things you're buying. And then Chris tells us about it, which yep. is always fun. Yeah, I had some interesting stuff purchased over the last seven days. And here's some of those. In books, Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff was bought. I need, I need to buy that book because I can yeah. hear all these great things about it. Yeah, I have too. That sounds cool. Uh, DVD, the movie Creed was bought on Blu-ray and DVD. Featuring the music like no, Arms no, Wide no, Open no, no, and no, 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 stuff no, no, like that. No, I wouldn't read that if that was the case. Um, Judas, I hope not. It's a DVD. Judas Priest Battle Cry was purchased. Oh, right on. Live DVD. That's me. cool. 36 pack of Dunlop John Petrucci signature jazz guitar picks were bought. Right on. That's a, very cool. A Gator GM4 microphone case was bought. See, it's not good enough just to listen to the music. Somebody's out there helping create some rock and roll there. I like that. And our favorite section, the music. Uh, yes. In MP3 downloads, Weird Al Yankovic, Bohemian Polka, Ode to a Superman, and Jerry Springer was bought. Wow. And that uh, Jerry Springer song is... Uh, a parody of One Week by one of Aaron's favorite bands, The Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. I wouldn't even go see the Violent Femmes because they were opening <laughs> for the Bare Naked Ladies, and it seemed like a huge waste of money to me. Yeah. That's sad. And it's one of the most misleading band names of all time. Right. It seems like they'd be really awesome. There's three fat guys. Um, Deep Purple, In Rock, Fireball, Burn, and Who Do We Think We Are was bought. Nice. All way, of to, those. way to go, Gary Corbett. Way to help get the word out. <laughs> That's right. Heck yeah. Uh, Hurricane, I'm On To You, and Over the Edge was nice. purchased. I like some Hurricane. Yeah, me too. Black Sabbath, The Mob Rules. That's uh, Can't go wrong there. Classic. And then CDs, two copies of Cheap Trick's new album, Bang Zoom, Crazy Hello, was bought. Yeah, have you heard any of that yet? I've heard a couple of songs. I like what I've heard so far. Right on, that's cool. Uh, the Mad Mad Ones down the rabbit hole was purchased. Awesome. See, we're doing our work. And a band that I'm really high on these days, a new band called The Struts, an album called oh. Everybody Wants was purchased. Yeah, everybody Wants The Struts, and if you want it, you can get it at Amazon, but go through our link because it helps us out a ton. That's right. Now, I guess we should get back to our talk with Steve from Here I Go Again. I feel like some of the listeners might feel like they're listening to like an inside joke or half of the story here because they we haven't give too much away. they haven't seen the film yet. We don't want to spoil it for nobody because odds are if you're living in a good metropolitan area, this film is going to make its way to your town. So we want you to go out and see it. It's called Here I Go Again, and you know, it's, and it's, it's also available right now to buy and to rent. Oh, right on. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah. You don't yeah, have to yeah, wait. Yeah, you could buy the uh, the DVD or digital download, um, and if you go to our website, um, Here I Go Again um, you can purchase it there, and and like you said, we're kind of touring the film. We're doing select cities right now. It's it's kind of a slow rollout. Um, we're doing, but we are, you know, we're coming to Nashville to hang out with you guys, and I, that's uh, April 13th. So we'll be at the Franklin Theater um, on April 13th, and uh, you can get your tickets there. I go again dot net for the, for that show. 
You know, and there's a ton of cool rock and rollers here in Nashville, and we already know a bunch of people that are going. So if you haven't got your tickets for that yet, check it out and become a part of that. You know, Nashville's really got a great rock scene here. I think you guys are going to love it. Yeah, and uh, I think we're going to have some special guests uh, from there in attendance, so that should be cool too. Yeah, some yeah. of our uh, some of our local rockers that live here are in the movie. Some of our neighbors. Yeah, and some people we've had on the show here before. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just so happy to see it come out now, and the fact that that it, you guys saw it through to the end is uh, is really impressive. Because, like I said, two years ago Kyle was not in a good place, in a good headspace, and he was just like, "I don't think it's gonna happen." And then the next thing I know, and I, well, part of the movie is you guys they basically some music fans wanted to invest in the thing and basically saved the whole project, from what I gather. Um, what can you say about those guys? Uh, yeah, we we somehow connected with um, our investors. I think it was through that first um, crowdfunding campaign that we had. I'm not sure how they found us, but um, they they just loved what we were doing, and and you know they said Kyle kind of put the the stress flag out, you know, on the internet and said, hey, we need help, you know, and uh, they kind of came to the rescue, and uh, they've been they've been hanging out with us at you know festivals that we've attended and and um help help with production and, and they've been kind of part of the ride ever since they came on board and and they're just they're huge music fans themselves they love that genre of music so it's been kind of fun for them too because you know we've been hanging out at some of these these rock festivals and they would come in their rv and then we would do interviews in their rv so we're bringing all these bands back in their rv and hanging out and drinking with them and stuff and they just you know they're part of the party now so it, they they've really had a good time so the cat uh, Matt and Kelly Cooper are their names, and, and basically we couldn't have done it without them. So they were a huge yeah. help. How that cool is, is that to make an investment and then go along on the adventure? Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about some of the people you guys talked to in the movie. Some of our favorite rock guys from the '80s. And there's um, a lot of them. Uh, it was so cool to see Jack Russell on there, and it seemed like that was a really good interview for you guys. Yeah, yeah, we actually got to talk to Jack a couple different times. Um, we saw him at M3 when we were there, and we, we grabbed him. And then when he was playing in Denver um, for one of his shows, we, we shot a little bit there, too. So, yeah, he was, he's just a real cool, down-to-earth guy, just real mellow, very friendly. Yeah, he very, is. You know, and he just kind of, like, you know, he's very encouraging, too. And a lot of these guys were. I mean, they, they're like, look, man, you know, I mean, make sure – you know, you're doing it for the right reasons. And if you just want to go out there and try it and have fun with it, then, then you're doing the right thing. And that's kind of, you know, it was, we were kind of getting that encouragement along the way from a lot of these guys, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, we talked to everyone and you know, there's the list is like 60 bands or something <laughs> that are in the right. movie. And it's, yeah. you know, it's everyone from Queens, to Warrants to quiet riot, uh, anthrax and motorhead are in it. Um, Tesla was, it was a great like experience that we're getting to talk to the guys in Tesla yeah. and kicks Brian from kicks is in it. Um, so like all these bands that like back, you know, 25, 30 years ago, we would have never known how to get a hold of them. We would have never thought we'd be like hanging out in the trailer with them shooting, you know, um, stuff for the movie and, and here we are you know being being a part of it it was really it was really a lot of fun what was your what was your method of getting to these bands i saw the the mention in the credits of fuck security so i mean what did you do to, <laughs> what did you do to get to these guys well that was the security guard line it's like just from um a concert we went to like i think it was like iron maiden and kyle actually said that um <laughs> he was like mad at the security guy for not being able to get back i don't even remember the story but the, that line has resonated like 
for 30 years. But um, <laughs> we we started just kind of like the old-fashioned way, just doing research. We'd go on their websites, and if they had a contact address, we would, you know, email them. And, and it was kind of funny because when we first started the process, we we had the idea, you know, in our heads, and we hadn't shot anything yet, and we're, and we're trying to go out and get interviews. And they're like, hey, well, who else is in this movie? And we're like, well, nobody, you know. So like, it was. It, it, it took it took a while to kind of get people on board. Yeah. And once we shot once we shot a few, then we were able to put together kind of like a trailer and have have at least something to show these guys that like, hey, we're not, you know, we're, this is legit, you know. We and and after that, it became pretty easy. I mean, we we we've got a lot of uh, a fair share of people who turned us down too, you know, or just didn't respond, or we couldn't get past their publicist or their yeah. manager. Or something like that. So, I mean, you know, it's just an ongoing kind of um, process to be able to bring these guys on board. And then, you know, like the last couple of years, I mean, the buzz started to get out because we, our social media, you know, we've kind of grown that homegrown along the way. So people could kind of follow us and know what we're doing. And, you know, I think it just that buzz built that way. So people kind of had had heard of it by then and, and, and felt comfortable coming on board and being a part of it. Right. I, we can relate to that. Absolutely. We can totally relate to that. When we first started this podcast, it was like, well, who are we going to get? You know, first it was Russ Dwarf, Dwarf and yeah. then, you know, then after a little while, Jack Russell, you know, and little by little, we started building that up yeah. and having more and more names gotta, that well, you could say, hey, you know, Eddie Trunk's done our yeah, show, yeah, you know, that other people go, oh, okay, as well. As long as you can say we've talked to so-and-so, usually you're okay, but... Yeah, if you have nothing else to go with, and they'll be like, "Well, I'm not going to talk to you, hacks." You know, and right. I don't know who you are. Everybody but Vinnie Vincent. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> well, was, yeah. yeah, we've uh, yeah, well, we've Vinnie Vincent is a big part of our show. What are your thoughts on Vinnie Vincent, Steve? Uh, yeah, I like Vinnie Vincent, man. You know, <laughs> Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Yeah, yeah, right on. Cool. Yeah, we uh, we did a big interview with well, not really with him, but we yeah. did an April Fool's prank where we pretended we were interviewing him last week, and it uh, we were a genius in some people's eyes and were complete idiots in others. So. Yeah, mixed results on <laughs> <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> yeah, that's how it usually works, though. Yeah. You know, you got to try it, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Go big or go home. That's but, right. Uh, this guy knows that better than anybody. And uh, so he so uh, how much does Ron Keel deserve Humanitarian of the Year award? What a great guy Man. he is. Yeah, um, he kind of became, you know, like the hero through throughout this movie, and and you know, same thing. Like we were just talking about, it all started with an interview. You know, he didn't know who we were. He was just like, you know, hey, I'll come interview with you with you guys, and we shot him in Vegas like a few years back, and then you know that relationship just kind of built over time, and you know, and then he he kind of mentored us along the way and, and without kind of going into too much uh, again of the story but i mean he was a huge part of kind of just guiding us and helping us and and, and i think he you know he had the 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 insight to really kind of let us make our own mistakes along the way i think and and you know he kind of knew what path we should be on and he kind of let us kind of find our way i think which was really cool and uh, he's just a, he's just a super cool dude all around you know so um you know i think he wanted us to be to succeed in this too um so he he's just again really positive really helpful a ton of knowledge you know he's just and he's just a great musician and a great dude yeah, yeah that definitely comes across in the film yeah. kudos to ron keel for his involvement in this yeah it's, I, but i did want to tease people with you know some of these people you're gonna see in the movie or people you grew up listening to like well i mean you got like chips enough and monaco from enough snuff appear on here um you got russ and daryl from the killer dwarfs of course we mentioned jack russell uh one of our personal favorites around here john karabi appears on it you'll see eric brittenham of course ron keel you're gonna see him 
him all over the place yes. in this movie, and he's the hero of it. You're going to love it. Uh, Jeff Pilson's on here. You got Robert and Eric from Warrant, um, CJ Snare, the LA Guns, Anthrax is on there, even uh, Jason McMaster and Eddie Trunk. I mean, and the list goes on and on. There's there's a lot more than just that. So if this is your kind of music, if, if you want to order the DVD, go get it. But yeah. if it's coming to your town, get out there and see it in a big theater the way it should be seen because you're going to love it. Yeah, we're excited to uh, to see it on the big screen and to meet you guys. It's It's, it's going to be a good night. Yeah, it is kind of fun. Um, you know, it was really cool for us when it premiered in Denver to to see it on the big screen for the first time, and and I got to watch it with an audience and kind of see, you know, if, how they reacted to certain parts. Because you know, I'm making the film from for ourselves. We weren't sure, you know, how people were going to react to it. So like, it seems like they're laughing in the right places, and then like cheering in the right places, and yeah. and, and so that that's really kind of fulfilling to kind of be able to watch that as it happens. Now, does, awesome. the, now how does the perm look? You know, on a twenty-foot screen. <laughs> yeah, big. <laughs> I love Grand. the sound. I love the say. I don't, can't remember what band the guy was in, but he kept looking at the old picture of you guys, going, "Is that you? Wait a minute, is that you?" Oh yeah, that was Brent from uh, from Helix. Yeah, you from know, he right couldn't, on. He couldn't. He couldn't pick us. Pick me out of that. There's only five guys in the picture, and he had a tough time finding me in that. You know, yeah, and I. You had a and huge again, I had back the, then. Yeah, the huge hair and you know permed, and it was frosted too. I had I had blonde highlights in it because oh, I was kind of going after the, the Bon Jovi look as I should have. Man, you guys and, had it uh, going on back then. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it's kind of fun to look back at it now and definitely make fun of. So but, you haven't um, you, you know haven't, that you haven't thought of going the kiss route and you know doing the wig thing. <laughs> <laughs> Def, definitely not, man. I don't. Yeah, that 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 ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so so you're doing the the movie theater tour now. So so what's next in the plans? Um, we are screening. Uh, we're in Florida right now. We were just at the Gasparilla Film Festival and played last night uh, in front of kind of the hometown crowd. And then tomorrow night we're on the other side of the bay in Florida, and we're doing kind of a a, a big kind of homecoming. You know, a lot of family and friends and stuff will be there. So after after tomorrow night, then we hit Atlanta. And then, like I said, coming to Nashville on the 13th, and then um, I believe we just we just announced Columbia, Maryland, which will be happening like the day before the M3 festival. Oh, great! Um, nice in, in, in Columbia, yeah. Shoot, yeah. If you're there early for it, check out the film. Yeah, yeah. If you go to hereigoagain.com, I mean, that's where you can kind of watch the trailer, and you can um, take a look at all all of our social media links and things like that, as well as uh, purchase the DVD. And if you go to hereigoagain.net, that's kind of where our events and stuff will be listed. Awesome. And again, you know, I just want to say to anybody that's like heard us talking about this and wants to hear the see for themselves the full story. I mean, there's a little something for everybody to like in this film. I mean, the the rock and roll artists that appear in it, the yeah. story of it, you know, and to me the fact that I had to keep reminding myself that it was a documentary because there's so many great characters yes. in this film. You know, you would you almost get lost in it and think, you know, here's the guy that's dragging his feet and here's the guy that's reaching for the stars and the poor drummer that's, you know, locked in his job. How's Jeff doing? I, I liked him. He was awesome. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. Uh, Jeff's cool. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he had his own. He, Jeff was our original drummer from Tricks, and uh, we went and visited him in North Carolina and uh, got to see him for the first time. And yeah, he was kind of doing his own, you know, independent business 
efforts and you know he was kind of struggling to kind of get that off the ground when when we found him so um we hit him at probably like the worst time ever <laughs> is, in, he, in is his, he doing all right for, yeah 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 um yeah he's he he landed on his feet so awesome. he's, he's doing good and, and uh yeah we we hooked up with him after i i don't think um well, I'm trying to remember. None of none of the the original guys from the band have seen the film yet. No, so, um, no. not not yet. And we're kind of like mm, we, we're not sure. Like JT, who was our bass player, yeah. who lives in Flint, Michigan, um, he he's like, well, if you want to send me the link, cool. If you if you if we want to wait and see it on the big screen when it comes to Michigan, we'll do that too. So he's just kind of laid back and just kind right. of waiting for it. Yeah. And I don't think Gordon from uh, our guitar player cares either way <laughs> about it. So um, he's busy playing but, death uh, metal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Too yeah, cool for yeah. us. Yeah. I, now I, Jeff, but, uh, Jeff struck me because he was the guy that you could tell he really wanted to. He, with his heart, he really wanted to come back and play drums with the reunion of Tricks. But you know, just in this situation, he couldn't. And I felt for him because you could tell in the film he really, really wanted to. Yeah, and he still got his chops. You know, yeah. he, I mean, the, those those drums were like. Um, that he played on were like in some church that he actually donated his drum set to that church wow. like years ago and you know like the cymbals are broken and just like he's playing like with a broomstick or something you know i mean it was just really like not it was that his kit was pretty neglected and he sat down like for the first time and just like within five seconds was wailing away on the yeah. drum so like he yeah. yeah he was a great drummer and he, he i guess that you know unlike me um, that skill never goes away, but like my my process with the, the whole guitar part, like was not easy for me either. You know, because so like, I literally like once we once that band stopped in, in the eighties, like yeah. that guitar was sold. I never picked it up again, and and now this comes along this idea, and I really had to literally relearn the guitar, and uh, and as you kind of saw, it wasn't easy. So it's not like riding a bike then. <laughs> but I still I still do think it is like riding a bike though. Yeah, I mean overall. But yeah, like if you're the, a drummer. The scenes of watching you and Kyle sit down and try to flesh out song ideas and the frustration you guys were going through, like that that brought me right back into I'm like, God, I'm glad I'm not in a band anymore because I remember that whole situation because there's like it's not always gold when you sit down and try to write a song. Yeah. And those are the worst times where you're you're basically just plugging away and you'll work for hours and you get nothing. And because there's times where you'll go through writing sessions that way. And the fact that, like Kyle even mentions, in 20 plus years we've never even sat down and written a song together. Um, yeah. That must have been kind of difficult at the time because you're making a movie about this whole thing. And then there had to have been days where you finished rapping and you're like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, yeah. There's definitely more pressure um, on us just because we knew there was a camera there. Not only did you know we know there was a camera there, but like we were the ones manning the camera. So not only did we have to make sure like the shot and everything was was lit and and the audio was good on it, recording for for the film, but then we had to get in front and actually of the camera and and do our job and and like you said, you know, try to create music, try to you know practice and rehearse and stuff. So I mean, it's like, it's almost like double the pressure on you at yeah. that point. You know? I suppose you know. Well, welcome to the band. Not only am I the rhythm guitarist, I'm also a songwriter. I also am the director the producer the you know all that yeah. stuff craft services yeah. uh craft you know services. the travel the travel coordinator yeah. I mean, you name it you know i mean the, the, the grip hauling you know gear and i mean it was just we, we did everything you know i mean yeah. it was it was all it was, it was definitely a diy project you know yeah for sure well with the uh the certain tense moments between you and kyle throughout though because aaron brought it up when i got here today to, to record this he's like yeah, it was like quite a roller coaster, and and, and yeah. that's the way the movie is. Like it's a real roller coaster 
of, of watching what you guys go through, especially as friends over the years. How are you and Kyle doing? Are you guys on good terms at the moment? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we are. You know, I mean, like I said, um, I mean, we we know each other so well. It's like we just like it's just bickering and and getting on each other's nerves right. more than anything. I mean, you know, we're, we've always been friends throughout the years, except we had a couple, you know, moments where we we lost touch with one another and stuff. But I mean. You know, it's it, it that relationship is pretty solid, and I think I, hopefully I think it comes out in the film too, because like I said, it's all real. It's it's literally just turning on a camera, at, like and and seeing the same things we've been saying to each other for the past thirty years. You know, <laughs> um, well, so yeah, that's been fun. Yeah, and he's you know he's out here in Florida too. So like I said, we're kind of showing we have, we have two screens out here, so we're it, it's it's kind of cool for us to kind of get back together because I since since the film is. Finished. I moved away from uh, Colorado, where where we both were making this film. So like, I don't even get to physically, you know, see him for a lot of these screenings and things like that. So it's 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 fun to get back together with him and bullshit some more. Right now, will you both be here in Nashville when the screening happens here? I won't be there, but Kyle will be there. Okay, right on. Cool. All right. Well, so hey, yeah. one more thing before we wrap this up, I gotta know. Is any of the bullet in my in the chamber music going to be released in any way that we as just music fans can hear? Because it's it's pretty damn good stuff. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of like the second stage, and I think oh, this is Kyle's department. He's going to be mad at me for not knowing this. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think in June it's coming out. Like it's like a four song CD. Um, okay. So yeah. Yeah, and definitely follow on like our Facebook page and stuff like that. All the information will, will be on there. So uh, give us a like on Facebook, and you can kind of keep up to date on everything that's going on. Awesome. Sounds good, man. I'm looking forward to seeing this movie up on the big screen. I loved watching it on the little laptop, but, man, seeing it in its full glory is going to be something. And like I said, if this film is coming to your town, make sure you're getting out there and seeing it because just like us here at the Decibel Geek Podcast, you got to get out there and support rock and roll, and this is a great way to do it. Absolutely. And if and if it's not coming to your town for a screening, it's already available at hereigoagain.net. And uh, get it in diff- all different ways. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your Roku. You can watch it on your TV. You can buy the DVD. Um, and yeah, and looks, yeah, from and, what I see, the, the lot, I, a lot of cool extras on that stuff too. Right on. Yeah, I was, I was just going to mention that the DVD. Um, I, I would suggest getting the DVD because there's over like 200 minutes of, of extra material and behind the scenes stuff, and we did like extended artist interviews and blooper reels and all kinds of fun stuff too that like that uh, go beyond the film and stuff. So um, I would I would suggest taking a look at that. And you can get the the extras digitally too. So if you go if you, again mm-hmm. if you go to our website and you just want to get the digital version, and you can kind of buy the extra packages on there. Oh, and I must also mention the best extra of all time on there is the audio commentary as me and Kyle sit together and watch the movie together. Oh so if you, think there, was, oh, if you nice. think there was a lot of bickering and fighting going on in the movie, you wait till you hear the audio commentary that, about the movie. So okay. I, I, would, I would highly recommend that. You just sold me. I love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Besides, if they make a million dollars on it, they can pick, go pay Gordon, Jeff, and uh, JT to get the Tricks reunion happening. Exactly. So, yes. yeah, definitely buy, buy some DVDs so we can make that happen. And at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. Yeah. You just got to promise you'll bring it to Nashville when it happens. Yep, definitely. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Well, it's been great talking to you, and we're going to push this as hard as we can and uh, tell Kyle we will see him here in Nashville for the screening. All right. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Hey, thank you.